0: His hands are high, his feet are low, and this is House a Popsicle. Episode 24. Yeah, yeah, what are you going to tell your kids about COVID 19? Episode don't want 24. Coronavirus. Yeah. You don't want that, so You don't want it. Welcome to Solving Healthcare. I'm Cordial Caramantang. I'm an ICU and palliative care physician here in Ottawa and the founder of Resource Optimization Network. We are on a mission to transform healthcare in Canada. I'm going to talk with physicians, nurses, administrators, patients, and their families because inefficiencies, overwork, and overcrowding affects us all. I believe it's time for a better healthcare system that's more cost-effective, dignified, and just for everyone involved. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We are quite excited about Episode 24 with the one and only Dr. Adrian Matheson, Child Psychologist. You would have heard some of our content in episode seven and eight about over parenting. So I think you'll really enjoy this episode before jumping into it. I got to give some mad props to all the people that have supported that GoFundMe fund to support frontline healthcare workers. We have raised over $20,000 today at the day of I'm recording. This is um, March 30th, but over $20,000 to help feed our frontline staff and the stories I've been receiving, the messages I've been receiving on how much it's meant to them in their struggles with, you know, dealing with COVID-19, it's meant the world. So I just really want to thank you for your support. And I want to thank Emily, who's thought of this genius idea. She's one of our team members. I really, uh, I'm really, i really grateful for your your efforts. Okay, so in this episode with Dr. Matheson, we talk about how what to say to our kids about our current pandemic and our battle with COVID-19 if there's one key theme or message that comes across in in this conversation is that as parents we really need to be taking care of ourselves to be able to take care of our kids so the value of self-care and being able to have being able to operate at our best is necessary to be able to deal with all the issues that we're having with our kids and so that was If there's one thing to remember in this conversation, I want you to take away that. Regardless, we'll get into what to say to your kids, how to be honest with them, the importance of being present and acknowledging their feelings. All these things help in terms of the struggles or anxieties surrounding such crazy times that we're in. Okay, before jumping into it, I gotta tell you about our sponsors, BetterHelp.com. These guys are amazing online counseling service that provides reliable, efficient, convenient care at your disposal. Whether that's through video chat, whether that's through messaging, whether that's through a phone call, these guys are great. And if you want to sign up, use promo code Solving Healthcare and get a ten percent off sign up fees. Our other sponsor, Audible.ca. I've said it once before, I'll say it again. Audible's changed my game, okay? When you got an audio book that you get once a month that you can listen to at your convenience, it's it's a game changer. So you can sign up with them today with the link attached to the show notes and you'll get a, a book a month. You'll also get a free book on your first month. So please sign up today and help support the show. All right, guys, let's do this. Once again, Dr. Adrian Matheson, child psychologist, Full of knowledge, full of game. Please enjoy this conversation. Dr. Adrian Matheson and uh, Adrian, how are you doing today? I am,
1: huh? That's a good question. I think I'm probably doing the same as everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Feeling healthy, which is most important, and uh, physically distancing, which is something I'm going to talk about. Not yep. socially distancing, but physically distancing and keeping my family tucked away in safe places. Uh, and trying my absolute best to support the significant demand that we continue to have as children and parents and teens and families are dealing with all the stuff that's going on in the world at the moment.
0: God bless you for doing that because it's it's uh, it's heavy. Uh, we won't uh, beat around the bush there. Yeah. So we are talking about how we could communicate all that's going on with our kids, right? Like at our whether they're. You know, ranging from whatever age to teens, like how we can make sense to them about what's going on with COVID nineteen. Yeah, where should we start? It's a big topic. Like any, uh, how about this? Any major tips in terms of addressing this with our uh, with our youth?
1: Well, Kwajo, I mean Dr. Karamantang. Just because I am, uh, we are in the context of a uh, global pandemic, does not mean that my type A preparedness uh, has disappeared. Um, So I have a a list, I am ready. Uh, I love
0: it, I love it.
1: Lots of things that I think are helpful for families and for parents and for children to understand. And that this reflects a lot of the questions that I'm getting from families. And so first, just to give you a little bit of context from a mental health perspective on the ground, what we continue to do, we've moved our clinic completely virtually, as have all of my colleagues. Um, they're in, in Ottawa, around the province, and definitely around the country as well, and I'm sure around the world. Mental health services have moved online, which is really different for many of us, but also exciting. Um, and I'm going to talk about that as well and some of the barriers to that, for, particularly for certain populations but also some of the benefits that we're finding of being able to access that kind of service. So we're online. We are business as usual from that perspective in being able to support families. The issues that we are seeing sometimes are pretty much the same as what we have been talking about previously before our new context that we have. Um, But we're talking to lots of families who who are sick, who are experiencing COVID-19, either the children Uh, The parents, in some cases, both been speaking with families who are still stranded overseas, who were away and are unable to get back. And some of the, um, you know, scary things that go along with being in other places in the world and not being able to be home um, and trying their absolute best to get home but there's real wow. challenges to that happening so
0: I didn't know you, I didn't know you were thrown down like that uh, Sorry you Adrian. want me to start it's I guess it's really No 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 I know I just didn't I know legit I didn't know you were having to speak to people that were stuck overseas yeah. and stuff I mean <laughs> I mean we don't family. talk that's right. but like yeah that's crazy that's <laughs> uh are our families, what a great resource right? yeah
1: Yeah they are they are our clients and they need us. And so we are here to respond to them in any way that they need. So, so that's all happening. Now, what to do uh, is definitely Mm. a question that we are receiving from lots of new people and lots of new families are reaching out to us to ask, how do I talk to my kids about this? How do I deal with the behavioral challenges? I'm now in the home with my child a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ah. I was talking yeah, okay, sorry. I'm not gonna talk about me for a minute there. But there's children everywhere. And (laughs) The time with them has increased significantly. And so just how to manage all of that. So I have some ideas of how to do that. Yes. Yeah. So I'll jump right into it. When we are working in my clinic uh, and my philosophy is I always work with the priorities of treatment. And that has not changed. And the number one thing that we always work with families around first, our number one priority is the parents self-care and the parents mental health. Mm. And so that hasn't changed. We continue to do that, but, I'm, but it is emphasized. It has um, emerged as even more important of an issue that we really need to make sure parents are getting the support that they need to be able to manage working from home, to be able to manage their own anxieties about their own parents, uh, which I'm talking to a lot of parents about, um, their own health, their friends, their colleagues, and also their children, uh, financial burdens. Uh, stresses of, as I say, the increase in, in sort of um, parenting that in a different way than they're used to schooling, they're concerned around that. So really, the first thing that families and parents are really, uh, it's very important that they're doing is making sure that they are managing themselves, mm-hmm. taking the breaks that they can as they are able to checking in with their own emotions, with their own mental health, virtually speaking with friends and supportive Members of their community that they have. Obviously, that's not in person either over the phone. We have lots of technology that's available to us to make sure that we as parents are still getting the support that we're needing and checking in on ourselves. Um, And as I say, that's always our approach Um, in my clinic. That's what I always am training my staff is making sure that parents are sleeping, eating well. Moving their bodies if they are able to do that, even in their own house, uh, or however able they are to do that, so that they can then continue to be a support in in supporting their child effectively. So first and foremost, if that's all you do, that's enough.
0: Take care of yourselves. To be, I mean, we say that we say that in real life or like in uh, acute care too, like to be able to take care of your loved ones, you got to be healthy and be able to manage the load. So that makes a lot of sense to That's great.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. So some of the tips to be able to do that are, and that, you know, I'm saying these, I feel like I'm kind of uh, breaking some of these rules myself, if I will, but um, try to monitor the amount of news that you're taking in that is on in the home. You know, if you have the radio going or the TV always on, um, just being really mindful of the news. That's the amount of news that's coming into the home Perhaps selecting just a few news sources that are trustworthy for you to get a daily check-in around what you need to know to stay informed, but not oversaturated with some of the really scary stuff that's going on around the world. So just kind of Mm -hmm. making a mental barrier around what information you're taking into your brain and your mind. Mm -hmm. Try to keep on routine. Keep those bedtimes the same for yourself, but also for your children. Try to get up. At the same time, have a shower, change your clothes, do the things that you would typically do in your regular life, uh, even though everything is different now, to just get that shift from night to day, staying on that routine, staying healthier.
0: Okay, so we got to take care of ourselves, keep up a routine, try and um, minimize it. I personally think minimizing the news is vital. Like yeah. it's... Oh my God! Like it's especially social media. It's hard not to get into that vortex, but when you're in it, holy cow, it's hard to pull out. Okay, so anything else in terms of you know trying to normalize life, uh, but also before I forget, what we should be saying to our kids?
1: Okay, so back to my kind of priorities of treatment. Yeah, do if your priorities you of treatment. Do, do that flow. if that's all yeah. you have the space for. Any of those could be helpful. So just that self-care is first and foremost. Then we also have children uh, in this picture whose lives have been turned upside down. They are not able to see their friends. The teens that I'm speaking with are really struggling with this. You know, it's kind of funny because a lot of my time prior to this was spent speaking to parents about trying to get their teens out of the basement and off their phone and now you know all of a sudden these teens are wanting to be out with their friends cuz they're missing that contact that they would normally get at school at school
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so that's kind of been funny to to joke with teens about that remember you wanted this before and now you have <laughs> so but uh, their teens are struggling with being physically isolated Little kids are not able to get out and run around and have playdates and go to school and burn off that energy, get that mental stimulation that they get throughout the day at school in terms of their learning. Kids are scared. Parents are scared. Everybody's scared. And so Mm -hmm. it is important that we message this carefully uh, with our children. So I have some tips on how to do that. Okay. The most important piece, and if you recall from our podcast that we did um, previously, we talked about co-regulation. Remember I said, stop talking. I'm mm-hmm. going to kind of say that, but not really as much anymore because we do need to talk to our children about what's happening in the world. But when it really, bottom line, when it really comes down to it, what they need from us is to feel safe, secure, and supported. Hey, that's mm-hmm. three S's. I should like... Hey. And that I should do something with that. Exactly. Somebody probably has. Somebody. Can
0: please. I steal that? Safe, yeah.
1: secure, and supported. And so that just means, just when they have big, 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 big feelings, name that feeling, reflect that feeling back to your child, help them understand that that's okay to have that big feeling, and just be with them through that feeling, and co-regulate them. Just let them feel the feelings that they are having. We don't need to minimize this for our kids. We definitely don't want to exaggerate this for our kids. Um, We just want to be with them where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of the most important piece. So take care of yourself. Then also just co-regulate and support without a whole lot of words or fancy footwork, but just to be with them emotionally and hold them emotionally. Mm -hmm. Then in terms of the questions, we do have to say stuff. Um, And so this is where there's not really a science to it, but rather an art. And And it depends on your child. It depends on their age. It depends on their temperament. Lots of kids that I see have what we call sticky thinking, which means essentially they get obsessive and compulsive in their thinking and they hear something and it gets stuck like a sticker on their brain. And so we have to try to unstick that for them. And so we do that with real information that is developmentally appropriate. And that's why I say it's a bit of an art. I can't give kind of a say these words to your child because it doesn't really work like that. But we want to, we, a good place to start in terms of their level of understanding is to ask them, ask mm. the kids, like, what do you think is going on in the world? What, what is your awareness of why you're not at school? Mm Why do you think mom and dad are not going to work? Why haven't we seen grandma and grandpa in a long time? What what do you think is happening? Um, And then you can just start there. Get a read of where they are and then kind of match that. Mm -hmm. Uh, With older kids, they have access to information the same way that we do. So being really careful about what they're seeing, um, if they have access to a smartphone and... um, uh, access to social media and the internet, but essentially we're wanting to have developmentally appropriate conversations about what's going on.
0: Yeah, so being real, talking to them at their level, get them get a sense of what their understanding is of what's going on. Like this is, I mean, we do this in once again not bringing it back to acute care, but same thing with our patients. Like, what level of understanding do you have? So I could speak to you at your level, but acknowledging, don't um, what's the word like? say that everything is fine or over-exaggerating, like, oh, we're all going to die. Like, just be real. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm hearing from Dr. Matheson. That's encouraging.
1: Let them have those big feelings. We can't be afraid of those big feelings, even if we're feeling afraid as well. Mm -hmm. We, We really need to I don't know. I guess just be that calm, steady force that they are mm-hmm. getting, and they will be okay because they're taking the read from us. Yeah. Uh, and which goes back to that self-care piece. They they we are their gauge always. We're always our children's gauge as to what's going on in the world and the safety of the world. Everything is just on steroids at the moment.
0: Yeah. And I think it's more important than ever right now to show that level of level-headedness and calm, because, you know, as we mentioned before, you go on any form of social media, any chat group, people are scared and are at times sensationalizing some stuff. And, you know, I think our kids, as you mentioned, look to us for that guidance. If we are showing that, you know, we're going to talk to them real, we're going to be upfront, they'll be able to trust us because we're being upfront with them. But showing that level-headedness that no matter what, we will deal. You know what I mean? Like it could be hard, it could be scary, but we will deal. So I really encourage, I want to encourage our our listeners or everybody out there really to take, really take that home. Like there isn't much, in my opinion, you're the psychologist, but the value of hyping things up and getting that high level of anxiety, it's not bringing, it's not helping, you know, it's uh you know it's important to acknowledge the, these emotions, but it's not it's not helpful to amp that up, in my opinion. And this is what I, I think. will us at Solving Healthcare, this is one of our missions. Is guys, yeah, this is scary. We see what's happening in Italy and other parts of the world, but we're in Canada. We have excellent public health, you know, leadership, and we are we're ha- we're doing our best to handle this, and we will overcome. You know, and just have faith in the process. Yeah. So I, I went off on a little bit of a rant there. But... Well,
1: I'm, no, I'm glad you did because I, I think in many ways, uh, you know, from a mental health perspective, that's easier said than done. So I, I work with children. So I talk about children's anxiety, but anxiety is a ra- very real thing in the adult world as well. And and so similar to what I suggested on the podcast um, is making sure that parents and adults are getting the support that they are needing to manage their own anxieties, whether mm-hmm. it's situational anxiety based on what's going on in the world right now or pre-existing anxieties that they experience. Because if we cannot manage that for ourselves, then it's going to be re- it's a big ask for me to then say, hey, I also need you to be cool, calm, collected when you're talking to your kid about what's going on. So access support, access support, access support as much as possible during this time so that Mm -hmm. we do manage we don't blow things up to use your words but we also lots of people need help in being able to do to do that
0: yeah and i will reinforce too like this is not the time to be a hero in terms of you know if you are struggling mentally as you alluded to adrian like seek help this is the time yes you know a lot of people reliant are relying on your on our your like your kids are relying on your leadership and guidance. I could speak for healthcare providers too. There's going to be some, uh, I don't know when this will be released, but I know there's going to be some initiatives to support healthcare workers coming soon, but don't be a hero. This is a time where you need, if you need help, get help because these are going to be stressful times. Yeah. Um. And uh, to be able to take care of others, you need to be able to Take care of yourself. You
1: need to be able to take care of yourself. That's my number one message today, even though I'm a child psychologist. My number one message is to make sure that the adults are caring for themselves, because if they can do that, then everything else is going to be okay.
0: Oh, I think I think that's a vital yeah. message. Yeah. But can I... Do- yeah, I, I was gonna ask, but I think you're gonna. It's on your notes, so I think you already. I'm I don't sorry, even God, need no, to ask. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, it, in, you're interrupting throw, my show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Adrian Matheson Show. I need like a
1: tagline on your title or something like that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's um, coming.
1: Okay, so the other piece I just wanted to mention to kind of jump back to how to talk to our our kids about this. I think it's also really been cool. To watch the creativity um, that has come out of communities, in yes, connecting with one another in ways that we wouldn't have. I mean, I've talked to friends on the phone, right? That's new. I,
0: I've been calling people like crazy these days. You haven't called me. I know, but we didn't. No, I tried I think I tried to call well, you. Maybe
1: I declined.
0: Yeah, saint Marie, you were Monse Marie. Mm-hmm. I called you. That's true. Yeah.
1: But, you know, the community, there's initiatives I see in my community where there, people are putting, you know, scavenger hunts and putting things in windows so that kids can see them as they're just circling because they can't play on the play structures and all these things are going on. I, I, I've been um, inspired and I don't know, I, I, love, I love that that throughout the world I'm seeing all of these community initiatives come together and making sure that people are are supported and have what they need. Uh, so I think that's really cool. And I think it's cool to point that out to our kids as well, that when we need help, it seems that we can rely on our communities to help us. I've had things yeah. dropped on my door from my friends and it's just, you know, those tiny little things are, are really, really cool and, and mean a lot.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So I wanted to also talk about, okay. Can, okay. Do you have a question?
0: Yeah. Okay. What's but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go
0: ahead. I... Am I allowed to ask questions on my show? Um, let's see. You made a point earlier about physical versus social distancing. Yeah. Do you wanna Do you wanna elaborate that on that?
1: Yes. So I believe uh, who was that that recently said this? Um, Oprah Winfrey. It, it wasn't Oprah. I I mean okay. I usually only say things that Oprah has said. Yeah. But it it was not Oprah, it was a medical official in Canada, whether it was at the city, provincial, or national level, I can't remember, to encourage us, and, and this is happening worldwide, where we are being encouraged to use the word physical distancing rather than social distancing. And so I'm trying to do that as well, because we do absolutely need to follow recommendations around physical distancing, but we've got tons of great tools to be able to keep in touch socially. So we're not socially distancing. I'm telling this to my teens. I've been saying this. We are physically distancing from those that we might typically see in person. So that's Mm -hmm. my my moment today
0: to to put that out there. I love it. I love it.
1: So we, as I said at the beginning, we've switched our clinic fully to online. And that, that comes with barriers. But it also, we have found, has really cool benefits associated with it. So as I'm sure you would have guessed, I had somebody looking into uh, the potential benefits of virtual therapy and also the risks, because as a psychologist and as an owner of a psychology clinic, I need to understand all of, of this as we offer a new service. And really cool findings are showing us that virtual therapy is actually, it was, I'm stealing this term, but uh, they're talking about it as like a gateway therapy therapy kind of as you know as a gateway drug oh,
0: no no that makes sense to me yeah, like it's so there's,
1: like there is evidence to suggest that virtual therapy uh, if we can if you start with that that you're more likely to then participate in in-person therapy so i mean if people are home anyways and i know that there's a lot of free resources that are um becoming available and you just want to kind of give it a try and you're needing that support this is a really good time to just try it Mm -hmm. Um, there's a ton more availability for virtual resources, both for adults and for children. And we're even for our really little kids. Like I'm part of very cool groups now of, uh, clinicians that are using play therapy techniques and, you know, I'm like writing notes back and forth visually, like Mm -hmm. virtually with, with the kids that I'm seeing. Uh, We've had like stuffy conversations with the stuffies I have at my house and that they have it there. You know, you could get really creative with this kind of stuff online. And we are the evidence is showing that this can be quite beneficial. So I'm really encouraging adults and teens and children to continue to access mental health services, even if the virtual thing seems a bit weird to them.
0: I gotta say, I'm glad you brought this up because you know, obviously we covered this a lot on the show and I bring it up because I think a lot of people would benefit from the services that you provide. Yes. Services. My wife provides as a, as an adult psychologist and anything that would open up the doors for people and, uh, make it more accessible is beautiful. Yeah. So I, I, I think that was a great point to be made, uh, Adrian and, and I encourage all our listeners that, uh, or seeking help, this is an excellent way to, to get exposed. So,
1: and the, and the systems that are available, we're really cautious in our clinic. As I know my, my colleagues are as well to be choosing, what is it? Software. What's the, I don't know what the word is.
0: Yeah, software. Whatever it is. You know, in terms of privacy. It's private. It's secure.
1: secure. It's in in compliance with our um, legislation around privacy and security. So we feel really confident about that. We've also, um, just recently, actually, I'm very excited, one of my clinicians, we had to stop some groups, really popular and um, effective groups that we have running here in our clinic all the time. Uh, We, of course, stopped those immediately as it's no longer appropriate to do in-person service. And so we picked them up online. So those kids are still able to connect with those group members. And we have a facilitator that's running those groups. And then now that kids are home, we've offered increased um, opportunities for children. We have two groups starting right now, children and teens, to be a part of. Um, they're inexpensive because they're groups. They're, they all, oh, by the way, I wanted to mention all these psychological services that we're talking about, in my clinic or anywhere, are covered by extended health benefits as well, right? So if there are benefits, if you have access, benefits that, that you can um, access that. So there's, there's lots of people that are putting groups together uh, so your child can kind of learn something. The runs we have, for example, are growth mindset, thinking about things differently rather than a fixed mindset and um, anxiety for girls. Uh, we're running a girl oh, wow. group now um, so that they can talk to other kids virtually with a facilitator to help kind of work through some of this stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, so we're excited about that. That's coming up. There's, uh, as I say, other clinics that are doing that as well. And then I have one more page and then I have a, a client.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> I throw go down. Throw it down.
1: Do you have a question? Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, I have no questions.
1: Do you feel I'm gonna be a psychologist Ramon, Do you feel that you're having the opportunity to share <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, 75% of the time. Okay. But yeah.
1: Free resources. Yes, this is good. uh, There's really, 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 really cool stuff that's going on in Ottawa. Now we're based in Ottawa. I'm sure if you called these people, they would also be able to tell you resources that are available in your community if you're not in Ottawa um, that that are available. And so I spoke with a, a member of the staff at the Parent Resource Center in preparation for our conversation today, and they've got amazing things going on. The first is that they have a parent support line. It's a phone line. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it, but I imagine you can post it somewhere as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, show, I mean, just say it. I mean, you're fresh. Go ahead.
1: You want me to say it? Sure, yeah, Okay. Yeah. So the number is 613-565-2467. Extension 2 will take you directly to a social worker or a counselor who is just offering counseling on whatever you need. It's, there's wow. no rules. Just call them and they will help you. They are doing a really great job at getting back to people. They're there Monday to Friday, but they're, at the moment, they're even taking calls on the weekends. You can leave a message. They will call you back and they will help you and they will link you up with um, services that are available in the community. Um, that may be able to help you, or they they can offer that support themselves, Um, and this is free. So please, please, please reach out to them. They also are, for those who are looking for how to help in the community, the Parent Resource Center is accepting donations uh, through their community cupboard. This is cash donations, Um, And this is geared, this funding is geared for families who are facing barriers um, during this time, but also always, this is always a part of what they do, but particularly right now in the context of um, people not being able to leave their homes or facing unemployment. They are uh, using these funds to make sure people have diapers and formula and wipes One of the uh, things I had actually not thought of that this lovely woman pointed out to me is without school, a lot of those families and those children were relying on the snacks that are provided at school um, and the supports that are received at school that those families are no longer able to access. And so that community-covered initiative is ensuring that those families who are facing those types of barriers are getting what they need. Um, You can go to their website. It's parentresource.ca. Um, and it's all through Canada Helps, and you can donate um, money there. So that's a really that's good amazing. way to help if you're in a position to do so. And, and they support people around them in the community. They do awesome, like just always, they do awesome things, out, even outside of the context of um, what's going on in the world. They do really, really cool things that are free uh, for families who, who need the help. And then I just wanted to also mention Crisis Line, Um, there's a lot of stuff going on and I'm sure as time is continuing, um, families are feeling in crisis at times. Um, and there is a, uh, crisis line for children to call. Um, I'm going to say that one too. And you can also post that somewhere. This is again in Ottawa. I don't have the list. I'm I, I, you know what, I could get a list for you if that's helpful to you. and you can-
0: our, our crew could find the notes. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll add it to the show notes. We, our, our show <laughs> okay. notes crew so, is tight. In,
1: the, in Ottawa, you can call Crisis, and the number is 613-260-2360. And there will be a person on the other end of the line that helps you with that. There's also Kids Help Phone. Um, mm-hmm. you, just, you Google Kids Help Phone. Um, and they are able to help you and, and there's 24 seven chat. Like, so if kids don't actually want to call, um, and they would prefer to just chat with somebody, big problem, small problem, it does not matter. They are there to help. And so you can just say, Hey, I, it tells you exactly what to do on, on kids help phone, but you go in, you can immediately reach somebody that is trained to support you, uh, during this time and support your child during this time. So those are really good resources to tap into as things get, um, more stressful. Uh, and if, if you're feeling in crisis, there are definitely supports that are there that you can do right from your home.
0: Unbelievable. Adrian, I, you know, every time, believe it or not, every time I talk to you, i learned learn something different. I, I didn't mean, realize no, that, I, I, re- I uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> that level of support in the community. Like I knew there were some resources, but I didn't know to that extent, especially the free counseling. One of the my concerns too was, you know, a lot of a lot of kids are reliant on either some form of nutritional support, and now knowing that uh, this exists at least locally, that's. Reassuring, And I'm sure that's happening throughout other parts of the country.
1: I'm sure it is. And if that's something that could be helpful to your listeners across the country, I'm more than happy to to put some some information together and uh, gather that list.
0: And do that would be actually that would be great. You can, you can do
1: that. Absolutely.
0: There's an- Thank you. Once again, I'm cognizant you got an appointment soon, but I want, I just really want to thank you for taking the time. I know our listeners are really appreciative of this support and I'm going to release this as soon as I can. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there. I still think we should do a live show, like a Q and a with some of these issues. Sure. Uh, if, if we, uh, could, uh, make the time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm always open to help any way I can.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey,
1: stay healthy, stay home.
0: Absolutely. Stay home. Thanks everybody for listening to Solving Healthcare with Dr. Adrian Matheson. I hope you found that useful. We love having Adrian on the show. It's just so full of knowledge. Um, If you want to leave any feedback, leave it at quadcast99 at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at quadcast, as well as Instagram and our Facebook page want to continue to thank our team at Solving Healthcare, that uh, our social media crew, our uh, show notes crew. You, your help is vital to the production of the show, and we wouldn't be able to do it without you. So uh, love you guys. Thanks so much for your help. And everybody else out there, stay safe. Continue to be physically isolated. Listen to your uh, public health officials, and let's do our part. All right. Talk to you guys soon.